Travel Writers Show. Our reporter Bridget Leslie, based in New York, has been paying close attention to the eruptions in the Middle East over the past uh, seven or eight days. And today she has an interview with Hagar Sides, who is a content strategy consultant and a TV panellist. She also lives in Tel Aviv and she tells Bridget, gives her a first-hand account of experiences in Israel and the reasons why women are playing a pivotal role at the forefront of this ongoing conflict. That was the sound of sirens going off in Tel Aviv this week. Hadassides is an Israeli and she tells me what the situation is like on the ground. Hey, my name is Agar Sides. I'm from Tel Aviv, uh, Israel. Currently, I am a professional, is a content manager and social media professional. Uh, I'm very active in social media in the last uh, few years. I used to be a diplomat for Israel in the United States of America, and I have an experience in uh, security and defense as well. Every time someone asks me how I feel right now in Israel, I answer that I'm alive because any other answer uh, seems ridiculous because it's, um, it's lucky to be alive in Israel. People went to a party and uh, didn't come back. So I'm alive. The situation is that uh, I live in Tel Aviv, approximately one and a half hour from the south of Israel, wherever it was the attack. When I say one and a half hour drive, uh, Israel is very small. But although the fact that I'm in Tel Aviv, we have sirens and missiles attack also here. I had one here a few hours ago. Uh, we had one yesterday. The day of the attack on October 7th, we had thousands of them. It was insane. Uh, something that I never felt before in my life. And I'm, I, I, I can say that when there is a siren in my building, in my area, so I live in a building, so we just go uh, to the stairs because uh, it's the most safe place in the building. It's stable, supposed to be stable. I don't have a shelter. Uh, I remember. I want to emphasize the women of this war because women are in the front in everywhere you look if i say about the women soldiers the girls when i say girls they are like 19 years old 20 years old that served in the military few of them was abducted few of them was murdered few of them actually eliminated few hamas soldiers so uh, terrorists what i remember is a woman She's from the city of Fakim, and she was with terrorists, Hamas terrorists, in her house for 20 hours. It's not um, refugees, it's not kidnapping, it's uh, they just were in her house. And the way she survived is that she is from, uh, originally from Morocco. So she knows a little bit Arabic, and she's like a good Jewish mom. And she took care of them. She offered them food. And she took care of their injuries. And they, she gave them cookies and stuff like that. And for 20 hours, she managed to take down their guards 
until eventually the police came and set her free. And um, this is a remarkable story because it's emphasized the strength and the smart and the power that a woman has when she actually can think out of the box and not use any weapon, just compassion, the will to survive and just switch and see them as human beings, laughing them. It's all over the news in Israel. She became our symbol. Her name is Rachel. And this is how she saved her life and her husband's life. I think this is something really, it's give us hope. This is why everybody loves her now. I have another story about another woman. She's a doctor in Soroka in the hospital in Be'er Sheva. This is a city in the south of Israel, but she lives in the kibbutz that was uh, burned completely by Hamas. And after a few hours that they were in the shelter, she and her husband, with two kids, if I'm not mistaken, one is one and a half years old, and another, I think, four years old. The minute they realized that their house is being burned because they were burned alive, they managed to run away when they actually hiding the baby. And they ran away to a gas station and between fire, you need to understand, it's like a war zone. And they got to a gas station, they called the family, and then they ran to another station. In the end, a helicopter of the military caught them and got them to the hospital. And only until she took care of all her family, she fainted. You need to understand she's completely burned. Right now, four of them are in a medical care, uh, emergency care, critical situation. But the fact that they survived this horror, it's, it's amazing. It's, it's, it's another woman's story that uh, saved her family with her strength and, and power. What I want to happen is that it will be peace between Palestinians and Israel. I don't want this war. I don't care about this war. I think it's ridiculous. It's, I, I don't see any, any purpose of it. The problem is that Palestinians are held by the Hamas. Hamas is using them to get their own goals. I just want peace. This is what I want. I don't want any innocent people to die. There used to be times that Israelis went to Gaza Strip, did shopping there, and, you know, it can happen. It's just, we are held hostage, everyone in this area, by a terror organization. And it, it's, it's just ridiculous. Seriously, my hope is for peace. And I will say that. Usually after wars, peace is coming. It's happened to us with Egypt and it's happened to us with Jordan. And I hope we have the strength and power to make peace after that. That was Bridget Leslie with a special report from Tel Aviv where she spoke with Hagar Sides. And we want to thank 
New York City composer Dixon Morisot for his assistance with audio production on that story.